You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Well, let me uh, let me start by doing what we always do and talk about what games we're playing, uh, Luke. Since uh, you've been on the least frequently or the least recently, uh, what games are you playing now, buddy? I mean, I've been, like I said, been still going through the fact that the PlayStation Five gives away a bunch of free games, which is nice. Um, so they, you know, I'm I've, I've been because they just released it and I heard nothing but good things. I've been playing the Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, it's so good! Ooh. It's so good! Oh my gosh! So good! Yeah, I'm really enjoying that. So just mm. being able to, you know, kill time and hunt dinosaurs and then jump onto a couple story missions, it is. It is outstanding. The last time you were on, I believe, um, well, let's see, what was the last episode you were on, Luke? Well, we did the Snyder Cut. Um, oh, that's right. A, you know, and then and then we basically talked about because I was able to get the Xbox, uh, you know, the the Xbox One, which since I've had the or X, Xbox, X, uh, see, you own it, and even you, I don't even don't yeah, know what it's, it's called. The new, yep. X, the new boxy box Xbox. Yes, I freaking hate their naming scheme. <laughs> But I haven't really played it all that much because I'm just really enjoying being in. And PlayStation's giving away so many good free games. Yeah. And it feels like the while I still am very much an advocate for the um, the the, the Game Pass service. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like uh, Sony's been eating Xbox's lunch on like the hey here's our monthly free games. <laughs> yeah. Feels like there's no there's no interest from from me on the on the Xbox games on that have been coming out lately is like free with games of the gold or whatnot. Yeah, I still see uh, PlayStations are hard to come by, and any time that they come in stock, you know, I always show up on my Twitter feed, hey, get them now. Uh, Meanwhile, Xbox is kind of like, hey, guys, over here, you can get one of us if you want, if PlayStation's sold (laughs) out, we've got, you know, um, maybe that's uh, speaking out of turn, but no, yeah, it seems that they're a little more readily available um, Yeah, if if any of the consoles are readily available. Switch is still hard to come by if you wanted one of those in 2021. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to get an Xbox and, and... You don't even have to hack it now. You can do a, a developer account on it. Oh. Mm. And when you do the developer account, you can install emulators and play ROMs. And it'll, um, from what I've seen on, on people testing them on YouTube, it'll do like up to like PlayStation 2 level oh, wow. emulation. So it's like you can have all these games just from generations and generations. And that just seems pretty awesome especially if like the for the s the version that's only like 299 or yeah whatever, the, the that is one that is pretty enticing if it's like a high-end yeah. emulator for 300 bucks i'll do mm-hmm. that hell i'm the guy who just dropped 250 dollars on a super nintendo emulator right so uh, right <laughs> <laughs> that's just one console mm-hmm. uh so luke yeah yeah so you're enjoying horizon zero dawn anything else with your yeah. new ps5 I've, I've been really uh, jumping on playing a lot of fall guys like i just really <sighs> like i think it's just such a fun like it's just such a fun game to play. Mm-hmm. I'm bad at it. I'm really bad at it. Like I watch people on Twitch play. And I'm like, oh, that's how you're good. Okay, <laughs> that's not me, but that's all right. Perhaps that so. game will come up uh, later in today's episode. I might have been teasing it slightly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? Mark, what about you? Mark, you're joining us once again. Uh, what are you? What are you still playing? Monster Hunter, I presume. I am. I am. 160 hours in. I like <laughs> coming here and just seeing like my progress report of how many hours. Yeah, yeah. It's like the Jerry Lewis game. telethon. It's like let's go to the leaderboard and see how many hours Mark has added. <laughs> exactly. To Monster Hunter. Um, but I did start um, new Pokemon Snap as well. So oh, I still need to pick that up. I went, yeah. I went by to pick that up, and they were, they were sold out. It's like, crap. 
you know, like in my day to day, if I don't get enough camera action, I needed to play a video game about taking pictures too. So <laughs> very meta. <laughs> it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's not it's not video editing the game. I think we'll be all right. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, I will say the photo editing aspect is really in depth. Like when you take a picture, it actually takes you know, not to get too nerdy with it, but it takes like a whole kind of panoramic photo. Mm. So even after you take the picture, you can kind of reframe and it also captures a depth. Oh, that's cool. So you can change your um, depth of field and your Mm. focal point and stuff like that. So it's like interesting because when you look at the game, it just looks like it takes one picture, but it's actually taking a whole taking a snapshot of the scene, basically. Uh huh. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. I'm generally fascinated with the, 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 the fact that photo mode has become such a selling point for I know. next generation games yeah. are really interesting. Like it's really, I haven't delved too deeply into it just because it's intimidating, but <laughs> it's a, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's fascinating that in the gameplay, they've decided that this is a very important thing to have on your high yeah. end, like triple A games. Yeah. 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 Well, I think it came from the fact that they wanted to make screenshots for promotional material. Mm. And they're like, well, why don't we just release that tool out? Mm. And mm. Mm-hmm. took off from there yeah you're almost docked way, nowadays yeah. if you don't have a photo mode in your game yeah like all the triple yeah. a games have it and uh yeah why wouldn't you it seems like it's fairly easy to program and uh you're just gonna piss people off by not including it so why not yep yep hell there's a there's a subreddit called i think it's called divine gaming photos and it's <laughs> basically just people taking some of our pretty freaking incredible screenshots yeah. or, or photos from these games and, yeah, and awesome. using them for like, you know, wallpaper backgrounds and stuff on their computers. Saw some incredible stuff from cyberpunk and that. Mm, uh, that yes. Was just yes. Like, oh my gosh, this is, this is not the game I'm playing, but cool. <laughs> like the, there's a, like the one <laughs> yeah. good thing that cyberpunk is for. Like you, you can't play it without your uh, car going through the, mm. uh, the pixels, but yeah, I mean, you can take some apparently photos. the, apparently the latest patch on that has, has fixed the majority yes. of, the, yes, what, of the really bad stuff. Six months after it's released? Six months after it, yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, poor guys. It's not their fault. I feel sorry for the poor programmers who, uh, you mm-hmm. know, they're being kept up at night trying to fix bugs when uh, they knew it wasn't going to be ready all along. But, you know, that's... Yep. Uh, and then the... The, uh, the bean counters. Yep. And they're the ones getting uh, big paydays, apparently. Big bonuses. Mm-hmm. That's how they it works. They are indeed. Jay, what about you? What are you playing, buddy? Uh, still, still playing away at Valheim. Uh, I actually started playing... Um, uh, horizon again uh last week and uh same uh game that i've been playing on it that i kind of play for a week or so at a time and then i'll start playing something else and then i'll come back to horizon and it's i'm not making a whole lot of progress but i freaking love the game it's great yeah. hey as long as you're having fun right they are exactly. games after exactly. all nobody says you got to rush to the finish line Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am certainly not doing that with uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which is the game I've been uh, trying to uh, put a, a big chunk of hours into. Jen and I, uh, after our uh, May the 4th episode from a couple of weeks ago, listened to our uh, mm-hmm. May the 4th Star Wars video game episode. Uh, and uh, yeah, one, one game that didn't get a lot of play was uh, Jedi Fallen Order. And I, I believe, mm-hmm. uh, Mark, you brought it up the following week when we did our Boss Battles episode. Uh, and I found right. it so intriguing. I was like, damn it, we got to pick this game back up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's been getting a lot of our time, Jenna and I. We've been going through that. I, I, I want to say we're halfway through it, but we're probably only like a quarter of the way through it. It just feels like we're halfway through it because we've come so far from the beginning. Uh, but I know there's still a lot to be, uh, to be played, and we have not come across the boss battle that you mentioned 
uh, yet, Mark. So I'm still waiting for that surprise. Ooh. I'm like, is this? Mm. Where should I get caught? Should I get caught here? And I just end up dying over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, update on that, by the way. I finally was able to convince Jenna to put it in story mode because <laughs> that fucking game is even on normal. And maybe I just suck at video games, which is ironic for somebody who hosts a video game podcast. But man, we were just dying over and over again. And uh, she was kind of getting pissed at me because I'd be like, "How about now? Can we go into story mode now?" Like, no, no. She feels like it's cheating. <laughs> <laughs> and to an extent, I guess it is, but they put it in the game for mm. a reason because, uh, you know, I, yeah. I, if I'm going to sink X number of hours into a game, I want to progress along. At a certain point, it stops being yeah. fun when uh, stormtroopers are just fucking cheap-shotting you. Um, yeah. If it's like they said, if it's like the, the Dark Souls-style game, <clears throat> I mean, that's what Dark Souls is. And I really wish that they would make yeah. different difficulty levels on Dark Souls. And I... I get into arguments with people on this on online, which is ridiculous. I know what? I shouldn't people are you online engage <laughs> with the trolls, but never. <laughs> but it's like they're always like, oh, it's the you know, it's the the programmers, their vision for the game. You know, you you can't mess with their vision for the game. Yeah, I'm man, like, just get good. That's all you gotta do. Just yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it's like it doesn't mess with their vision for the game to just take a little bit more hits before you die. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Come is, on. <laughs> is it their vision for the game for me to complete it would be my yeah. question. Because <laughs> right. exactly. if the answer is yes, then please give me a story. Not about rage quit. Constantly. <laughs> yes. Um, but those same people are the ones typing in like Resident Evil 8 movie on YouTube so they can just watch <laughs> yep. the cinematics. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Has anybody played that, by the way? That's out now, right? Haven't played that yet. Yeah. I've not played Mommy Issue Simulator. Yeah, I watched some play playthrough. I watched some playthroughs. It looks fun. I mean, it, it does, does look, look good. Fun. Yeah, it does look good. Yeah, for the I'm, wrong reasons. So. I feel. <laughs> 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 yeah, but I think I'm gonna hold off on that one until uh, someday when I have a PS5 uh, in the not too distant future. 20, 2030, perhaps, when <laughs> yeah, the price yeah, comes yeah. down, yeah. and you can freely buy them online. Uh, all right, well, this is the 16-Bit Gladiators right here on the Next Wave Radio Network. This is our video game-themed podcast, if you couldn't tell from our witty banter up top. This is where we come uh, every week, get together a different assortment of uh, sorted faces, as we have today, to talk uh, video games, what we're playing, but then also uh, the topic du jour. Uh, and uh, as you could probably tell by the title of this year's podcast, uh, this week's episode is uh, going to be all about video game music. We did a video game music episode a couple of months ago and uh, got a really a lot of good feedback on it. It was a big hit. We had a lot of fun doing it. Jay and Joe Cucinati and myself uh, spent uh, almost two hours playing uh, clips from uh, some of our video game uh, music repertoire. And uh, man, we it, it was hard narrowing it down. And uh, I think between uh, the three of us, we had like maybe 18 tracks that we went through and uh, just so much good video game music out there. We knew immediately that uh, we were going to have to do a volume two. So here we are doing video game music volume two. Uh, and we've got a couple of special guests this week. Uh, Joe is not with us. He is still on sabbatical. Jay is joining me again. Uh, but we're going to take a backseat, I think, for this episode because, uh, yeah, we, we, we had, what, uh, six tracks apiece last time. Um, we only have what three or four. We'll see what we get around to. Uh, but we're gonna yeah. let our guests do some of the heavy lifting. And our guests are uh, joining us once again, Luke Hawkins. Hello, Luke. Hello. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, we did our Zack Snyder's Justice League. <laughs> I'm sorry. Cut once again, I'm sorry about that. From uh, no, no. You know, I'm, I feel like I'm a better person for having watched it. Um, or at least it's it's a life experience, right? You know, it was yeah. a, it was a labor that I had to go through. <laughs> I came across the other end. I knew I could make it. I'm stronger for it. So uh, thank you for 
for putting that trial on me and uh, the listeners. So you want to hear Luke Hawkins and us talk about uh, Justice League, the Snyder Cut. We did that a few weeks back on this podcast. Subscribe, listen there. You were also, as you mentioned, on our PS5 versus Xbox X series way back in November where uh, you had the brand new at the time Xbox X series. We talked a little bit about those, compared and contrasted. And uh, joining us once again to uh, uh, lay down some of your favorite video game music tracks. Yeah, excited to talk about video game music. Mm-hmm. Aren't we Excellent. all? Uh, also excited to talk about it is uh, our fourth guest rounding out our quartet today, Mark Zamora. Once again, hello, Mark. Hey, hey. You can hear him from such episodes as Boss Battles, Star Wars Video Games. Uh, I think you were on our co-op episode, what we did for Valentine's Day, so. games you can play. That's oh, so, yeah. uh, that's another game uh, that It Takes Two. Uh, I finally ordered. You had recommended that after an episode, which is a game all about co-op. You can only play it co-op. And that's being delivered, I believe, tomorrow in the mail. So uh, next time you hear me, I will have played It Takes Two. But for now, Mark Zamora, uh, I think you were excited about this too. When when we mentioned we were doing a video games volume two, you quickly raised your virtual hand and said you wanted in on this action. So uh, thanks for joining us. Can't wait to hear some of the tracks that you came up with. Uh, and listeners, if uh, you want to play along at home, you can uh, post some of your favorite video game music tracks on our Facebook page, which is uh, 16-Bit Gladiators, or you can tweet us at 16-Bit Gladiators. And if you can't remember those, you can find it all on our website, which is, that's right, you guessed it, 16BitGladiators.com. All right, I think I've got all the plugs out of the way. Uh, we're already 15 minutes in. This is going to be a long one. Uh, yes. So let's just dive right in. So the way we're going to do this, if you listen to our Volume 1 episode, this isn't going to be an episode where we talk about a track and then we play it with, with without commentary. I think uh, one of the most interesting things, or fun things, at least from this point of view, of our last episode was us kind of being able to talk over the tracks and mm-hmm. just describe what's going on in the game uh, or some of our memories about the uh, tracks. So I'm just going to kind of play the tracks in the background and uh, we can dip in and dip out. Uh, as the music requires. All right, Luke, I think I'm going to lean on you to kick things off. Uh, You have given us uh, eight selections, I believe. So uh, what do you want to start this off with, Luke? I was just thinking about my early history of video games, and this Jordan vs. Bird track came up. And I I remember it more from the the Game Boy version. I couldn't find the Game Boy version of it. But the, the recreation that was on YouTube at that time that I found definitely does recreate kind of what uh, what uh, what I remember because of just how like weird this this little like one on one it's not it's not NBA Live it's not anything where there's going to be like multiple like teams or anything it is literally just Michael Jordan versus Larry Bird but so it's just it's just literally Michael Jordan and Larry Bird kind of recreating that the the McDonald's commercials that they were doing <laughs> where they were playing for oh that's right nothing but net. Nothing but net, but it, this is the this is the slam dunk theme, and it just I don't know it just brings back all sorts of all sorts of memories. Yeah, it definitely has that like nice that chip tune feel that we've yeah. all mm-hmm. learned to love. Anybody else play oh, this yeah. game? Breaking it down. I have I've never even heard now. of this game. <laughs> yeah, this was before like EA started doing the NBA Lives. This was before even before like the nba jam and i tried to, I, I was like i was looking at like live and i thought i like the music was memorable and then even like the nba jam like but really honestly when you think of like video like music like nba music of that time you think of the john tesh sound sound of oh, the God. nba on nbc <laughs> and you think of the birds uh, of, of uh the the I'm liking on the on the on the band who plays it, but it's the Chicago Bulls entrance. The the do 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 do. Oh yeah, 
that they ended the first episode of the of the Last Dance documentary of, and that's the mm-hmm. most hype you can be while like ending a documentary. <laughs> like, oh my god, this is the best. So, but this is just I don't know, man. This this just reminds me of of my childhood and playing this on a Game Boy. That's awesome. That's a name you haven't seen on making video games in years, though, too. Milton Bradley. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Milton Bradley. Wow. <laughs> how, they, how they got the license, I'll never know. This is certainly <laughs> the most obscure and my earliest, but it just is something about it. Just I was like, I need to bring this to these people. Yeah, I like it. I need to bring awesome. it to the podcast. You're right. From that golden era where they had a game for everything, and sometimes the music mm-hmm. just slaps, man. Like, mm-hmm. it's so good. That was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a, a victim of uh, not a lot of memory back in the day because yeah. uh, these songs, I think we talked about it last time, you know, Super Mario Brothers, that track is like, what, less than a minute long and just repeats over and over again. Yeah. Um, yep. So, yeah, you could hear the entire uh, Mario Brothers theme in less than 60 seconds. All right. Way to, way to kick things off. I dig it. I dig it. All right. Mark, you are our guest again. So, uh, we're going to move along to you before we're getting back to old Jay and I. Yeah, well, mine's kind of one of my early memories of gaming, too. It was a game on the Genesis called Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is one of my favorite games of all time. And for those of you who haven't played it, it's about these two aliens from the planet Funkatron. (laughs) And they blast (laughs) funk music on their Funkmeister 3000 spaceship. And, you know, it's weird because funk is a legit genre of music. And... Mm. Something about it in the 90s and even today is still so alien. So it just fits so well. And then, of course, they did like a new revamped. It's technically Toe Jam and Earl 4. Mm-hmm. Um, but the music is all remakes and funk instrumentations of their original music. So nice. I love it. Let's take a listen. Yeah. Go. Nice. So funky. It's like yeah, a, that, the theme to the Cosby show. Like, I'm picturing him yeah, in, his, no. in his awful oh, no. sweater. <laughs> <laughs> Just something about it. I mean, it's funky, you know? Mm-hmm. And I actually bought the vinyl for this soundtrack. <laughs> I love it that awesome. much. It's awesome. Awesome. I love that they made a vinyl for this soundtrack. <laughs> I mean, they hired a whole funk band to do it, so it's like... Oh, yeah, this isn't like synthesizers or anything, huh? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Honestly, never played a Toe Jam or Earl game, but uh, was always intrigued by it and liked the uh, the style of it, liked the look of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But because it was on a Sega Genesis and I did not own one, uh, I didn't exactly. know anybody who had this game. So uh, I had to admire it from afar. Highly yeah. recommend it. It is like a roguelike, but it's like very um, easy compared to something like, you know, I don't know, Diablo or something like that. <laughs> um and it's actually a really fun co-op game. I mean, me and Tiffany played it. We had a blast, and it's just full of great humor and obviously great music. And yeah, man. You, you'll have a jam in time for sure. <laughs> it's a tasty awesome. jam. I, I know they, they recently did like a, a remaster of it, I think it was. Yeah, either, so... either a remaster or a remake. And I'm, I'm considering picking that up because that it did always seem like a fun game. And since I never had a, a Sega either, I was like, never got to experience it. It's fun. It's a faithful recreation of the Genesis vibe. And yeah, they just did like an expansion or a. They called it Toe Jam and Earl Still in the Groove. So it's like an <laughs> updated, updated kind of like next gen ish release, but it's on everything. So nice. Nice. Love it. Yeah. And just like you walk around these crazy maps and 
their pers- you see it through their eyes like what earthlings are like so there's like hula girls and mailmen <laughs> and those are the enemies and it feels so alien but it's like the funk really ground grounds it yeah know? yeah that background reminds me of like my little trapper keeper in it does elementary school it? or like That's saturday so morning cartoons everything used mm-hmm. in that font because it's crazy yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. and the cool thing is the genesis had a version where it would just play like the instrument version and you could push buttons and play the drums with it so Ooh, oh, kind of jam cool. along with it, it i'm into that cool. yeah that's awesome all right let's move this funky train on jay <laughs> coming up next to you buddy what do you got all right all right well let's start off since we're all kind of going old school here to start with um this one is a remix of what's better known as vampire killer from castlevania but it's also been called beginning and stage zero one mm. Um, this song is called A Bloody Beginning, and it's done by uh, Knockbeant and Blind, I think. And uh, this is actually a, a song that is a great song for uh, my virtual reality exercising that I do. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Let's take a listen. Here it comes. Mm. This is where you drop X. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. <laughs> Yes. Love this. This song makes me do the Night at Roxbury headbang. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when I when I first got this, because I, I knew Bloody Beginning, I was like, okay, this has got to be a Castlevania song. I didn't even have it in the in the description that it was a Castlevania song. And then when this started playing, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. Now I gotta go find the actual song so I can download it. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Gets you hyped for hunting Dracula. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice one, man. Man, uh, some, Castlevania has some of my favorite music, just like, period from yeah, video games. So good. Alright, well we got some funky tunes going on already. Uh, I'm gonna keep that going uh, with the fever dream that is Katamari Damacy. It was uh, an honorable mention on our first video game music episode, uh, and I revisited it afterwards um, just to listen to it again, and I was like, man, I really should have played this. I regretted not playing it initially uh, because it's such a fun jam. Uh, I think I mentioned at the time it was like being on a Japanese game show, mm-hmm. uh, and mm-hmm. it just rocks, um, and it's it's the perfect kind of music that you want to roll around as a little ball uh too so yeah the remix version i found is from uh game chops ah. uh, so it's a little updated it's a little edm ish but yeah. uh i love it it kind of keeps the uh, dj joe yeah oh yeah you know this guy yeah, yeah he, he does a, a zelda remix that's fantastic too uh. didn't they actually re-release the or didn't they like re like another like actual term didn't mm-hmm. they remaster the game and just put mm-hmm. it out just a little bit ago? They sure did. Yeah, That's why I rediscovered I it. It just came yeah. out on Switch. Yeah. Let's listen to it a little bit because yeah. I, I love this track, man. It's such a perfect Japanese game. I know. Show too. It's so catchy, man. I've been singing it all day. <laughs>
Yeah, this is another one that I haven't played, but I have heard this song. Yeah, it's it definitely nice. permeates uh, culture, even if you haven't mm-hmm. heard or played the game. Mm-hmm. Yep. That is so so bizarre. I know. I love it. All right. All right, let's keep this train going. Uh, we're off to a good start. Uh, Luke, we've done one around. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I am coming back to you. What are we listening to next? Let's jump to the... the this is another one from my childhood. Um, seeing this game, because I love the cartoon, the Rescue Rangers. And it's just ah, a theme. It's yes. just a theme of chiptune. But it's just delightful. And it's so good, even in chiptune. It's so yeah, great. It's it's one of those. And that that was... While I, while I like you know some of the other games that were you know based on the on the disney afternoon i think this was my favorite just because the the more two-player aspect of it yes and it was just it was just Mm -hmm. an outstanding game and this brought me right back for sure (laughs) oh man i mean i can't not smile yeah man as somebody who watched the uh saturday morning cartoon Mm -hmm. yeah this this hits me right in the feels getting so much out of just yeah rescue yes it just amazes me what they could do with like four instrument tracks. i know well and as we mentioned in our last uh episode it's like some of these older songs now of course this song was written for the cartoon uh, so it was kind of yeah. an easy one for one but uh a lot of the old uh, 8-bit they they couldn't just rely on the quality of the sounds you know the full yep. orchestras like they really had to take advantage of each of those four tracks um, oh, there we go. And, of course, the loop. Yep. Uh, to, uh, <laughs> That's why you wait to decide if you're going to play one player or two players. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the answer is always two players. Yes. Nice. All right. Good one, man. All right, Mark, we're up to you. Yeah. Um, I think I'm going to jump on to the next one that I sent, which is from Donkey Kong Country 2. <laughs> um, uh, I believe this, this track has, like, many... N- names some people call it sticker brush symphony i personally know it as bramble blast because the one i like is specifically the remix from smash bros brawl Mm. um but i remember playing donkey kong country 2 and getting to this level just like you just stop because you're like what is this song it's so it's like (laughs) another world experience and you're like lifted into the heavens and you're like this is an amazing time i'm having (laughs) let's take a listen oh i do know this one yes yeah, those Donkey Kong Country games um, really don't get a lot of credit for the for the music. I think that they introduced mm-hmm. um, they a lot of the tracks were minutes long, and they would start off almost as um, you know ambient music, mm-hmm. uh, and then and then the, the melody would kick in. And this is one of those too. It just got more intense as you got through the level, right? Oh, the Synthesized guitar, yeah. yes. Kind of that Spanish guitar influence in this mix is just so chef's kiss. <laughs> and then the drop. Mm. Chills. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, a lot of people don't aren't crazy about Donkey Kong Country too, but this song really definitely a shining gem. Yeah, I think it's it's not 
held in as in high regard as Donkey Kong Country 1. Well, I, just, I think maybe not as many people played it, but uh, Probably, I, I yeah. think it's, it's in a lot of ways better than that first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely takes everything from it and takes yeah. it up a notch. I will say you have yeah, to like pirates, the... though, right? Like, yes. It's very yeah. pirate heavy, so if you're not into pirates, yeah. you will not be yeah, into they leave pretty uh, hard Donkey Kong Country 2. Pirate aesthetic. <laughs> what were you going to say, Jay? Yeah, I was going to say, it's basically they... they took all of the lessons that they that they learned from the first one that that technology that they were doing where it was the pre-rendered mm-hmm. 3d you know 3d models and being able to animate with the sprites so they basically were, were learning with the first game and the second game was their the advancement of that oh man i love that track all right uh, jay we are once again back to you all right so this one this one's a short enough one that you could you could probably do the whole song all right. um we'll do and this one is from the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. You know, a little game some of you may know about. I'm familiar with it. Yeah. But this is by an artist on uh, on YouTube. I found him. He does a lot of uh, kind of like prog rock remixes of, of games. Mm. And uh, this one is, it's Ro Penuganti. And the song is called Awaken. Mm. There we go. Oh, man, so yes. Cool. I remember when the commercial came out with this song. It's blown away. Really? See, what's fun that... Oh, sorry, I just get caught up in the music because it takes me back. <laughs> oh, there we go. I remember um, kind of being disappointed with the music the first time I played this game. Not because yeah. it's not any good. We all know that's that's, that's a lie. Oh, there it goes. Damn. Yes. Nice. I take it back. I take back everything I said about the music. <laughs> <laughs> Love that build up. Yeah. This music, you would run right to the castle and take on, mm-hmm. and take on, <laughs> take on the boss fight. Mm-hmm. Three hearts against Ganon. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So I got you. Got this. Nice. Yeah, the Ganon. first time I heard the uh, the music to it, I was I was expecting like what you traditionally get in in, in a Zelda game. In a um, Zelda, yeah. And this is not it. Um, but the more you play. Uh, and the more, the more those themes repeat and you start to realize how just kind of um, musically complex it is. Uh, yep. and, and it built its own soundtrack. So once I got my expectations out of the way, uh, I really learned to love all of the music, uh, most of the music, yep. I'll say. The shrine music, I really wish they would have written more than one song for all mm-hmm. 120 <laughs> shrines you have to go through. Cause you know what? Yeah. It's a little repetitive. You know what's, what's kind of crazy, though, with that, with that shrine music? Mm-hmm. Um I, I was listening to it one time and I was like, this sounds familiar. Mm-hmm. And I started going back and I looked at the, at the, I think it was the first, either the first Zelda or it was um, uh, linked to the past. And it, it's dungeon music in that, but it's like slowed down at a different time. 
but it's the same notes and it, and i'm like holy crap it's a, it's the same song of course going up like death mountain that's it's the death mountain theme song from the first zelda yeah and, and doing um like riding your horse on in hyrule field if you're in the daytime it plays the overworld you know the normal overworld theme mm-hmm. of zelda and if it's at nighttime it plays the the zelda's it's lullaby Zelda's like this mm-hmm. is Good. Also, the uh, did you did you mention the Temple of Time song? Yes, yes. The Temple of Time. Well, I mean, didn't mention it, but yeah. You hear uh, you know those little piano piano tinkles, mm-hmm. and you think it's just yeah. kind of like these little wispy things. But when you when you kind of speed it up and you play it all, you realize it's the Temple of Time theme, yep. just kind of broken down and uh, thematically, yeah. it really matches with the it story really that's yeah. going on. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it's cool that the world is kind of in ruin, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of it's almost like fossilized in a way yeah. and the music is built the same way where there's a layer and there's little chunks of zelda music nuggets all throughout even when Absolutely. you're riding the horse and it starts like it's like a little tinkle of piano and then you hear a opponent's theme here and there yes. and it's like oh my god what it's like another one of those like religious experiences you're just like, this is so cool <laughs> yes yes the next time we do a hey. uh video game themed episode uh maybe uh maybe it's all zelda music because there's plenty of zelda tracks you can pull from mm. and make an entire Too episode many. indeed indeed there are all right well luca you uh started off uh down the disney uh uh track when you had uh rescue rangers and i'm gonna yeah. follow right up because uh one of my favorite nes games uh from back in the days was the ducktales uh nintendo game uh, and it got a re-release too. I want to say like five or six years ago, right on the Xbox about, 360. Five, yeah. They remastered mm-hmm. it, redid the graphics, and also redid the music. Uh, and uh, one of the one of my favorite tracks from the original uh, that they just enhanced in the updated version uh, is, of course, the the theme from the moon, the moon theme. I think a lot of people uh, regard that as as one of the better tracks on that soundtrack. And a lot of people say it's uh, like the ultimate video game song. <laughs> like like it's one of the best tracks ever written. Mm. I don't know that I'm going to follow him there, but uh, it sure is a fun little ditty. <laughs> and um, Jay, taking a uh, play out of your book, I actually found another remix. Uh, because I, I didn't quite like the, the version that was on um, the 360, the Xbox re-release. So mm-hmm. here's one from uh, a guy named Jake Kaufman. This is the, the moon oh, theme for DuckTales. Yeah. yeah, he is. Here we go. It's so catchy. All right. Yeah, beat is just embedded in my brain. Like mm-hmm. as as you, you hear it. Now. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I remember. I remember exactly when I was playing this. Jumping around, I was a little pogo stick. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we were we were talking uh, on the indie games with uh, uh, Shovel Knight yep. and stuff. How it takes a lot of the a lot of the inspiration from this game. And even the music takes inspiration from this game. There's several songs that sound like this, like you can recognize this in there too. Uh, it's true. Yeah, I believe I choose, chose a, a track from uh, Shovel Knight on our video game music volume one episode. So listen to mm-hmm. that. Want to hear a little more Shovel Knight. And I love that they incorporated this song into the new DuckTales animated series. Did they really? Yeah, they yep. did. Ah. Uh. Well, it kind of goes on repeat. Again, it's a short track, but uh, yeah. that's why it's ingrained in all of our memories. We yeah. play the level over and over again. All right, so we have once again come around the horn, right back to Luke. Luke, love it, Luke. Yeah, I want to kind of talk about this Medal of Honor theme because, ah. first of all, just the, the, the fact that it's the person who composed it 
has gone on to be one of the like biggest composers oh, yeah. in, in in you know soundtracks at this point. Yeah, the, Michael Giacchino, he's one of my favorites, man. For sure, and he's he's such a variety. I mean, he's basically he's any he's any non John Williams Star Wars besides the Mandalorian, and he's you know doing uh, Spider nice. Spider Man stuff for Marvel, mm-hmm. and he's you know he's done he's some Pixar with, movies too, I believe. Yeah, worked with worked with Pixar and worked with J.J. Abrams on all his stuff. Oh, that's right. He, started, he actually he got his like first non video game job composing Alias, like the, all the Alias music. Oh, oh, the, the TV oh, show with wow, uh, yeah. Jennifer Garner. And they did. They moved on to Lost, and you know, so that sort of thing, and so. Yeah, he's one of my favorite composers. Me too. And this just, you know, it's it's certainly riffing on, you know, Band um, of Brothers, yeah, Saving well, Private before Ryan. Band, before Band of Brothers, it's definitely riffing on the Saving Private Ryan. So I was like, which, which came out first? Because I was trying to like look at like dates as what well, and and whatnot. But yeah, this Medal of Honor theme is just very much just the archetypal, you know, World War Two, <laughs> yeah, music. Or you can throw it's morning in America. It's one of those. That's just yeah, kind of. <laughs> it just, it just, yeah. But yeah, he's just such an incredible composer, and uh, yeah, hear that he's got to start in video games. One, oh my gosh, I remember this track, you know, and playing early Medal of Honor. So yeah, this definitely kind of has his his fingerprints all over it. One of those strings, a la Lost. Sure. Yeah. Ugh. This makes me want to play this game. Never played Medal of mm-hmm. Honor. Makes me want to serve my country. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm just I'm such a fan of his, and so to see kind of you know someone make the move from being a video game music composer to being like one of the biggest names in, in that's, soundtracks, yeah, I that's think really it's cool. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, uh, Giacchino score? Um, it's probably pop Inside quiz out. asshole. Did you say Inside Out? Yeah. Yep. Uh, man, uh, right up there with it. Yeah, it's I, an, it's it's an astounding thing. It's the 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 way he kind of weaves through various parts of of you know the emotion and whatnot, and just the fact that there's so much different, so much musical variety in the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. It's 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 hard to beat. And that's that's what, quietly like one of my top five Pixar movies overall. Like I've I, heard I, so much good about it. I've never seen never that seen Inside oh, Out. So good, dude. Yeah, you want to do a double feature and uh, grab a box of tissue, uh, and not for the reason <laughs> we usually grab tissue while we watch the media. <laughs> Uh, but uh, Soul and uh, Inside Out, great double feature, oh, man. You'll just fucking yeah. cry your uh, your eye sockets out. Excellent. He did not do Soul because that was uh, uh, John Baptiste and Trent Reznor and Trent Atticus Reznor. Ross. So. That's right. Different sound of the score, mm-hmm. but uh, man, both of you'll just kind of pull at your heartstrings. Yeah. No, that, that Pete Doctor just. What if yes. What if the movie was for adults and sad? <laughs> <laughs> I'm there for it. But also. But also was looked like a kid's film. So, but yeah, <laughs> no, both wonderful. But yeah, he's just such an impressive composer. And just thinking back to the fact that this is this is video game work is yeah. pretty impressive. Agreed. Nicely done. Yeah. yeah, it's fantastic. All right, Mark, you're up. Uh, I'm going to follow that wonderful, heartfelt theme with Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. And cut from the same cloth. Know, right. And just more on that rare. What were they called? Rare wear mm-hmm. um, back yeah. in the day. Um, when you first booted up Banjo Kazooie and you're just greeted with a theme song, you don't even have a time to like second guess your decisions. You're just in it, and you're like, <laughs> it throws you into that cutscene, and you're just here for a good time. So I really love that one. <laughs> yes. Oh, there it is. And of course, you can't have a game called Banjo Kazooie with a little banjo and mm-hmm. Kazooie. That's right. <laughs> in your soundtrack. Good old Grant Kirkhope. 
composer. Oh yeah. And I love that it it sounds like like a cartoon. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. It has that especially the little little xylophone part there that was just going. Yep. Straight out of Looney Tunes from the sixties. Yep. yep. Yeah, and as I was sending you my notes, I put intro theme WTF. Why does this slap so hard? Because it is just. <laughs> It's really just fun and full of energy. And again, another one that I have on vinyl. Oh, um, yeah. Oh, nice. wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I tell people, if you're making a YouTube video, make it to the cadence of the Banjo-Kazooie theme and you can't go wrong. That's right. Yeah. Yep. Because yes. it changes, like, it shifts moods and it shifts what it, your expectations. And you, and then it kicks you right into, like, the next theme and the next theme. And that whole game is just a musical experience. I mean, obviously... Mm. By the name, they were heavily inspired by music, so that's a fun time. Nice, good call. Yeah. All right, Jay, love it. Your love turn, it. mate. All right, uh, let's go with the Super Metroid one. Um, this one is—it's a remix of the. Uh, well, I guess the the actual stage is called the Brinstar Underground Depths, which is pretty much the entire the entirety of Brinstar. Uh, but the <laughs> song is called uh, "One More Time, Just Once." And it's by a uh, a remixer named Prototype Raptor, and this is one when I when I heard it, I was like, "This sounds I, I know this, I know it, but I can't place it in the game." Mm-hmm. And so I went back and listened to the entire Super Metroid soundtrack <laughs> until I could find the parts that were that were in this. It's like, okay, there it is, and that's like, oh, okay, that's like, that's like the main theme of Brinstar. All right. <laughs> Yeah, it's not it's not uh it's not Jive move with me yet or I don't recognize it anyway yeah it, it starts out real slow and it it, it uh it kind of builds up to it but once it once it kicks in and it gets to that that familiar part you'll be like I do recognize this I just don't know where it's from in the game Star Overworld with the the storm going on yes. at the beginning of the game. Mm. This is on your way down into the into the caverns. Oh yes. What is love? Yes. Baby, don't hurt me. Don't yeah, hurt me. Yeah, it has me. kind of that European no techno vibe, yeah. too, mm-hmm. or this mix. Mm-hmm. You play Metroid, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, love it. Love that stuff, man. Yeah, man, I, I've really been wanting to play Super Metroid again because I'm, I'm thinking back on it. I don't know that I ever actually beat that game i've seen the ending of it but oh, i don't know i don't know that i went through it all the way myself i think i may have cheated and watched somebody mm-hmm. else do it or picked up from somebody else's save game um and jen has never played one so i was like man you, you gotta start with the best oh my god yes yep. yeah super metroid one, yeah. and metroid prime mm-hmm. are like 
perfect introductions to Metroid for anybody who's never played it before. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you get a little bit of the 2D, the classic, the the masterpiece of the 2D, and you get a masterpiece of the 3D versions, and you go out from there. All right. Uh, I guess it is my turn next. I am going to move things into the arcade. Oh, man. Uh, yes. Oh, the little game called Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ninja That's Turtles. right. The four-player game that was in arcades uh, that, uh, man, it... it, it I probably pumped a hundred dollars worth of quarters into that game throughout my uh, lifetime, Same. Uh, and I would mm. gladly do it all again. Uh, th- this game not only is a kick-ass time, but uh, every song is just like a banger, and it it's basically kind of like a, a remix or reimagining of the ninja. You know, we all know the Ninja Turtles theme, right? Teenage mm-hmm. Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes and a Half Shell, written, written by Chuck Lorre, written by who? Chuck Lorre, creator of Two and a Half. No Men way! Really? Interesting. Wow. Wow. Man. I did not know that. Well, if he wasn't already raking in the royalties yeah. from that, he sure would mm-hmm. be from the Ninja Turtles theme because uh, whoever composed the music for this did just a great job of, of keeping that feel, uh, keeping the pace up. Uh, when you listen to it as an entire soundtrack, as I did again recently, um, <laughs> I forget just how much of those songs are um, ingrained in my brain. Uh, and this one in particular from um, see, Scene 2, Stage 3 is what it's called. I think it's the one where um, you're on the street. <laughs> that narrows it down. The, but there's, yeah. there's like cars. <laughs> you come that out are, of the sewer? Uh, <laughs> that's right, yeah. There's there's a pizza on the ground. Remember that level? Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, where uh, there's cars chasing you and you're just uh, fighting off foot soldiers left and right. Um, and for my money, this was like one of the, my favorite kind of remixes on that uh, Ninja Turtles theme. Let's see if, the, if I pick the right track. Like eating pizza now, right? <laughs> like the little chorus in the background. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Like this. This reminds me of like of so many. Like so many of those '90s games, where I guess this was '89, but yeah, um, where you would have like these these faster scrolling scenes, and you're fighting stuff along with them, and it's either a car or it's a helicopter chasing you, Mm -hmm. or it's a a boat of some sort. Yeah, this definitely classic feel. Definitely reminds me of uh, Pizza Hut, circa 1991, (laughs) the the arcades. (laughs) Mm-hmm. All right, well, I can listen to that just track. just got to love that, you know, like you said, they're taking an existing track from an animated series and making a family of songs out of that, and it fits yep. right in. It's it's actually really impressive. Yeah. yeah. All right, coming back to you again, Luke. Yeah, this one was uh, the one that was the most important track to me that was shocked was not on the first series with you guys because hmm. it's oh. the opening to Halo 1, and it is uh, just oh, absolutely yeah. Like when I was like, "Oh, video games, music." Okay, I get it. <laughs> Hear that the 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 choir kick in. It's just something something very special, in my opinion. Yeah, there we go. Oh uh, yeah. I spent so much time at land parties. In college, <laughs> trying to you know network a couple of X- original Xboxes with that giant controller. 
Yes. <laughs> just like massive. <laughs> Made for like NBA players. <laughs> like, if you can palm a basketball, you can hold one of those things comfortably. <laughs> the Duke. Yes. But man, it's just it just it's just sci-fi greatness. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you know what you're getting into when you hear yeah. this this movie. I'm getting some Witcher vibes there. Yes. Yeah, a couple years ago, I went to uh, the 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 orchestra to see the Dallas Orchestra play this. Uh, they did a whole oh, video game nice. music themed concert uh, where they were playing oh, tracks. Uh, and I, I would love to go to see something like that. It was great, man. I hope now that uh, COVID is nearing an end, we're all getting vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll do that again because yeah, it was one of my favorite concert going experiences. Uh, and yeah, hearing this in the Myerson Symphony Center was uh, made quite an impression. So good. I, I was kind of a latecomer to this theme because I I was a very much a let's get into this game so I never heard the <laughs> bum, 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 bum for yeah. probably like ten years oh wow. and somebody was like oh I really love the Halo theme I was like really just that choir thing and they're like what like and then they sent me a link I was like <laughs> no and then it got to that part I was like oh this is cool <laughs> yeah fun fact about about my Halo experience is that um, I haven't actually played any of the halo games until Ooh. master chief collection released mm. uh, on pc here just last year i think it was mm. or at least fully released last year um but yeah the the because i, I kind of had a grudge against uh microsoft for stealing <laughs> essentially a halo because uh. i remember back in like the the late 90s or mid mid to late 90s seeing this game under development it was going to be it was mac and pc and it looks so freaking awesome. And then Microsoft is like, hey, we're going to make a uh, console, so we're going to go ahead and buy this game yeah. yep. and make it exclusive to the console. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had this vendetta against Microsoft and for all this time. So I, I refused to play any of the Halo games. But now that, you know, now that Master Chief Collection come out, I'm like, you know what? I really want to play them. I want to see them. I want to see what the, all the hype is about. And Worth the so wait. I'm, I'm kind of going, yeah, kind of going in the in the chronological order. So I've been on the, oh god, what's it? Reach, I think, Reach, is the Reach the first one. one. Yeah. What's the best one? Would you say those who played? I think most of my best memories of the story, at least the story mode, is three. Part just three, yep. three, like just like some of the most epic moments. And it probably won't, you know, your your video game memory versus what how it actually yeah. looks, but just. You know, getting into it like, oh my gosh, this is this is amazing. I think a lot of people would agree with you on that. But yeah, three, and then there's the moment with the, and I'll, I'll try not to spoil this for Jay, but the moment <laughs> with, the, with the flood in the first one, mm. where all of a sudden you realize something is not as it seems. And you're like, oh my god, and then it just is the scariest thing. That yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Sorry we uh, for me. sorry we left Halo off uh, our volume one episode, but uh, thank you for correcting that for us, Luke. Well, it's uh, happy to be a part. <laughs> yeah, I was just worried that it would be it would be eaten. it would already have been discussed because yeah, it's it's just an iconic uh, mm-hmm. video game theme in nope. my opinion. Up for grabs, and you grabbed it. All right, Mark. We're and, on to you, buddy. Yeah. So mine. The next one I want to talk about is I and I've talked about it a few times. Every time, actually, I think I've talked about it every time I'm on the podcast. I mentioned <laughs> the Legend of Zelda Spirit Tracks. Yes, you do. And how much the soundtrack is just amazing and uh specifically the overworld theme well i don't know i think it, it kind of speaks for itself it's so good okay. Ooh, i'm in already Very nice yes. yeah 
that Peruvian pan flute. Yeah, oh it God. even like it even has that kind of that feeling of Wind Waker, but mm-hmm. updated version. Yes. And the cool thing about it, and one thing you guys talked about in the first volume is something I think is really cool about video game music is when it embraces the medium. Mm-hmm. And so this song, if you play the game, you might listen to this and go, oh, something feels like it's missing. And it's because you normally have a train going mm-hmm. in beat with the music, adding some percussion oh. and then the horn. Oh. So you almost add your own. It's You're interacting with the music in a way. And oh. it's... Oh, that's Man. cool. That's I, another one of those moments where I was just playing. It's like, okay, this is Zelda. And then you get on that train and this music starts. And you're just like, man. <laughs> I didn't realize I it was right now. It was train themed, but that makes sense. Spirit mm-hmm. tracks. I get yes. It yeah, this is sadly one of the one of the only Zelda games that I've never actually played. And I need to I need to correct that. Well, damn it. If they would make it easy to play 3DS games on something other than the 3DS... There's so many mm-hmm. b- games in my backlog that uh, I'd be able to get to. Still haven't played that Metroid uh, Samus Returns game because yep. uh, there's so many good games I can play on my 42 inch plasma. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is making me want to dig into this one. I just love that when they draw inspiration from other regions' music, so that Peruvian inspiration. Mm-hmm. And Texans know, like, if you've ever been to, like, the San Antonio River Walk, you hear that Peruvian yep. flute blend. You got it. Yep. Fru- I can't even say that. Flute band playing. Uh, yep. It has that same vibe. Yep. Indeed. Oh, I love it. Good. I actually, cool. I actually bought one of their albums years ago. Me too. They were out there. They were selling. <laughs> All right. I this. Yeah, me too. Well, it wouldn't be a video game music episode without uh, a little Zelda in there. So uh, thanks for representing yeah, Absolutely. That, Absolutely. A game that's underrepresented, I feel. <laughs> yes, yes. You say every time you're on, Mark. We hear you. We got it. Yeah, I'm fucking spirit champion, tracks. I feel, I think, yeah. <laughs> All right, Jay. Back on to you, buddy. All right. Well, we'll go back to, uh, back to some Castlevania with uh, Super Castlevania 4. Yes. This song is um, uh, it's a remix of The Forest of Monsters, which if I remember correctly, is kind of the the story when it, you see kind of like the the clouds coming in and then it and it uh, has the the gravestone with the lightning hits it and, oh, and yes. bats fly out of it. This song is called Deforestation by Thunder Thuins. <laughs> Thunder Thuin. Yeah, that's one of my favorite tracks. Um, and you hear it again at the very end when you beat uh, Dracula. Yes. Or, or as yes. you're fighting him, I should say. You don't you don't hear it throughout the rest of the game until that Mm -hmm. moment and you're like oh shit yes such a good job with this like layering layering it in but making it sound like an actual like a almost like a movie soundtrack it does doesn't it I love that organ type mm-hmm. thing drones nice in the background mm-hmm. yes offsetting the strings that's really nice yeah 
Ooh. I feel like Wonder Woman's about to jump out. <laughs> and I didn't realize it until I l- listened to the last episode how how much inspiration there is with, between things like Phantom of the Opera and those old monster movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get the vibe now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Castlevania, again, like we could do a whole episode on Castlevania music, but uh, mm. specifically part four, that Super Castlevania, has some of oh my, my favorite God. tracks. Uh, yeah. So atmospheric and uh, some really interesting things. They have like a jazz fusion vibe in some of those tracks and interesting mm-hmm. time measures, just stuff you weren't really hearing in video games at the time. Yeah. Nicely done. Yeah. I actually still have a, a cassette tape of what I... I unlocked the bgm mode of it to where you could listen to all the song tracks oh yeah and and i hooked it up to a, a tape recorder so that i could record the songs and have them and play them at any time with my little walkman <laughs> all right so uh, this is my final track uh and then i will leave it up to our guest to uh, round out the rest of the episode round out. but yes. this is a game that i recently discovered because it was just released on switch i'd heard about it for the longest time a little indie game called fez that came out, uh, gosh, so like good, 15 dude. years ago or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, my lovely wife is actually in the other room playing it right now. Uh, we've nice. been playing it all weekend. Um, it's, it's a fairly short game. I think we're like three quarters of the way through it uh, and only put about six hours to it. But, uh, man, for an indie game, really, really good music. This is this is a great mm-hmm. soundtrack to, like, study to. Um, mm-hmm. It's got a f- kind of a – it's like if, if Daft Punk did the soundtrack for Stranger Things – like it's kind of that '80s synth with uh, with a little bit of uh, modern EDM, but uh, yeah, the the it's not the title track, but the the one that it's best known for, called "Adventure," uh, is uh, one that I'm a I'm a fan of. It's very soothing, and all the tracks yes. kind of start off uh, and, and have a, a slow build, so it's. And the game is such a good chill game to play too. It really is. You're not being chased by monsters. It's a it's a puzzle game, but unlike one I've ever played before. Um, yeah, it's really clever, and it takes me a it takes you a while to kind of like wrap your mind around. Uh, mm-hmm. No pun intended. It's a, it's a it's a two D platformer basically, um, yep. but you can change the perspective four different ways. Uh, so it's like a cube. But it's not really 3D space. You're kind of yeah. uh, almost rearranging platforms in 3D space so that you can treat them as 2D objects. I'm not doing a very good job of explaining, uh, but when you when you see it and when you've played it, you kind of realize, oh, I'm not just changing the perspective. I'm actually kind of like rebuilding the map every time I move the quote-unquote camera around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes for some really interesting gameplay. And uh, yeah, just having the soundtrack underneath it, very soothing, kind of opens your mind. Yeah. It's very like 16 bit era. Yeah. yeah. It's it's one of those early 
like indie games that you know, still back during the during the time when when indie games really weren't considered like real games you know right. it was you, you would say oh god what was it there was something uh i think it was when when steam first came to linux and it was all it was mostly indie games because most of the indie game developers were like, I need to get my game out on everything that I can. Mm-hmm. So yes, yep. it's going to be on Linux. It's going to be on <laughs> windows and Mac and, and switch and, or not switch at the time. Wii U and all this stuff. But everybody would be like, yeah, but it's just fucking indie games, you know? Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I'm like, but there's some really good indie games out yeah, there. Come yeah. on. This game was, uh, it's, it's a classic that, you know, it's, it feels like you heard it before, even if you hadn't. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. This game was actually featured in. Uh, there's a documentary that I thought was on Netflix, yes. although I went looking for it the other day, and it's since been removed. So uh, maybe you can find I it out believe, there. I believe it is on Steam. Steam if it's now? not on Netflix. Yeah, it's yeah. called uh, Indie Game: The Movie, uh, and it's basically a documentary that follows uh, the developer. I think it was one guy who made that game, right? Fez, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. guy who did that. Uh, the team behind Super Meat Boy, and uh, what's the third game? Braid, right? Yep, yes. that's right. Really yeah. good documentary, well shot, well told, uh, and just amazing that all three of those games ended up being uh, huge successes, really, and, and critically rated. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I yeah. think Fez was his one and done. He made the game, and then he was out. Yeah. Well, if you yeah. uh, see the documentary, you'll yeah. understand why it was uh, yeah. not a, he, a pleasant he got experience. A lot. For him. Yeah. He got oh yeah. A There's a lot. Of hate. Yeah. A lot of backlash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he made a great game and a great soundtrack. Indeed. indeed. All right. Uh, Jay and I are going to bow out for the remainder of the episode. Uh, we're going to leave it to uh, Mark and Luke to do a couple more tracks and, and round out our yeah. volume two episode. So, uh, Luke, what uh, what is your penultimate choice? Yeah. Oh, man. Hard to, hard to choose. I know. Um, choose wisely. <laughs> I think uh-huh. I want to talk about the, the Telltale Walking Dead theme. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. Uh, because... First of all, it came out in you know 2012, and so it's you know pre. I got it, maybe I'm getting my dates wrong, but it feels like it was it's pre Last of Us, right? I believe so. Yeah, yeah. I and, believe Last of Us was 2015. Yeah. So it also set kind of the tone for just you know plucky guitar and sadness, mm-hmm. uh, and as far as as far as this goes, because it's just it takes you right back there. Um, it's one of my favorite game series. I, I played through the entire thing. Every spinoff, every in, you know, they, you know, Telltale went out of business, and luckily Skybound had enough money to actually yep. finish the finish the last game. Oh, really? Uh, which, which, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, they, they, you know, it's episodic. So the last, like the ending of the, you know, the main story, they got one like chapter in, and was like, well, we're out of business. Oh no! Uh, so luckily Kirkman yeah. brought on like a bunch of people who were formerly of Telltale, and paid them to finish the story, which was. A really nice thing. Awesome. That's but really this is cool. this is the first one. This is Lee and Clementine, and this is just there's some really just devastating choices and some devastating yes. scenes yes. in this game, and so it's it's one of my favorites, and it just it takes you right back there. Yeah. Like it's just it's just haunting and sad, <laughs> and you can also see that you know there, I I, I am playing Last of Us now, and so I kind of oh. see some of that some of that the kind parallels. of echo back to it yeah. and parallels and whatnot. And, you know, it's, you know, AAA versus kind of a, you know, Telltale had a lot of money, but they also didn't spend the money wisely in a lot of ways. <laughs> yeah. So, whereas a Naughty Dog seems to, so it uh, will continue to tell these type of, type of stories, it seems. Are you playing the first one now or the second one? 
I'm just playing the first one. The first so Last yeah, of Us? I'm, have, I'm just, yeah. Is, is this your first go around with it? It's my first playthrough, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, I've had things spoiled for me, certainly, because of, you just can't, if you live in the world and yes. you know, yeah. listen to any video game podcast, you're going to hear things about what happened in mm-hmm. two. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm still very much enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one thing to know what happens, but to experience it, uh, yeah. right, everybody should play that first game. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But yeah, this is just, this is just so. Like it just it it's 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 such a simple piece of music, but it's it like if you've played these games, it just wrecks you. <laughs> yeah, it carries yes. a lot of weight. It does. It does. Yeah. Sometimes the simplest are the most effective. Nice. I like it. All right, Mark. What do you got up next, buddy? All right. Follow well, that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so uh, so deep. Um, Throwing down the gauntlet. Uh, the next one I have is from, and it was mentioned briefly, The Witcher 3. Uh, but yeah. specifically, and not, I'm going to go off on a little anecdote here. The first time I played The Witcher, I was like, this is too much lore, I'm out. And I played for like 30 <laughs> minutes and I quit. And then I eventually I was like, you know, that game was kind of interesting. So I dived back in and everybody was talking about Gwent, which is this mm-hmm. in-universe card game that you can play. And I was like, you know, I love this RPG. And just spoiler alert, now The Witcher is one of my favorite things. I have all the books. So mm. um I'm I'm really sold, but Gwent I wasn't sold on, and then we started really getting into it, and this song I think is part of the reason why. <sighs> Ooh. Yes. And so Gwent is like this really heavy strategy game that you're playing while this song is going on in the background. Ooh. I feel like I'm on the it's Titanic. Very... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Always makes me feel like I'm at like Scarborough Renaissance Fair. Yes. Yeah, it's, every, it's walking through every Renaissance Fair. <laughs> yep. And you, you know, this game is like about finding ghosts and monsters and all this crazy stuff. But you always find people who want to play this card game in the game, yep. and you, you sit there for hours just like strategizing. Like, hmm, it's like the most intense fights with this intense music in the background. And another thing I really love is that. CD Projekt Red, who ironically is the same developer behind um, Cyberpunk, mm-hmm. they're based in they're based in Poland, I believe. And The mm-hmm. Witcher is like basically like a, they treat it like their Poland grand tale. Oh and the, yes, yes. And the band who plays this music is also from Poland, so you yep. know there's ah. it's kind of just like rich in that Polish yeah culture. And I don't know something about it. It's just so amazing. <laughs> we're all, all bobbing the, our heads here them. as we're listening. Yeah. yeah. All of the Witcher games have had fantastic soundtracks. Yeah, that is definitely a true statement. And some, I don't know, it's, it's you don't hear this music all the time, you know. So it's like really fits in universe. And actually, when you're walking around, you'll see like musicians with like lutes yep. and like the little cool. drum playing this mu- music out and about. Huh. So you're like, oh, somebody's playing Gwent over there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I should be eating a turkey leg right now. Right, nice, with, a, nice. with a tall glass of mead. And, <laughs> yeah, I love that this in-game thing got so popular because the first two games, their 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 mini games were um, dice poker was basically what it was, and um, then they came up with this and they they put so much time and and really fleshed this out to be a solid game, and now you they they've spun it off onto its own thing, so you can actually just play Gwent the the game it's so great That's i think right. they even released physical cards for this at one point well, of course why think, wouldn't they yeah they, yeah. I think they were like a pre-order bonus for the anniversary edition or something like that something like you that get yeah big old physical cards and 
I mean, me and my girlfriend love this game so much. We invented rules to play Gwent with like a deck of playing cards. And... <laughs> awesome. awesome. Yeah. Watch out, Magic the Gathering. That's right. Watch out. There's a new card game in town. <laughs> All right, Luke, we are back to you for your final choice. Yeah, it's gotta it's gotta be Fall Guys. Uh, the theme I think this <laughs> is an it. absolute banger. Like, and it's it's one of the things that got me into watching because at work I've got more a little more time, but I can't fully commit to like watching like like narrative stuff. But I can watch people stream on Twitch all the time, and so Fall Guys has become certainly one of my favorite things to watch people stream just because I, I get excited like it's a sporting event if people mm-hmm. get to the final i'm just like i'm like i'm like i will turn away from work and like wrapped attention be like i gotta see if this guy <laughs> makes it gotta get the crown and so it's it's and it just it builds and it's so fun and it just it fits the tone for sure mm-hmm. of the little little beans running trying to trying to make it through <laughs> this weird game show universe Ooh. Uh. Another very, uh, very uh, game show. Yeah. Yes. Kind of a, a thing that you would expect. Very much so, and it's just yeah, it's it's, it's super fun to play. And like I said, I'm very bad at it. I rarely make it past the, the second or third round because you know it's it's in the style of a like a you know a battle royale where it's the hundred mm. you know hundred or sixty people start for this and then you know you go down to you know only one winner but it's just an absolute delight and every time you go back to the you know menu screen to start a new game this starts playing nice i dig it i just get so excited love it throwing the bass come on (laughs) fall guys more like funk guys yeah Uh toe jam and earl just (laughs) invaded in your fall guys Bringing it full circle. Yeah, that's it's, it's one of my favorite themes, and it's just, nice. it just really kind of fits the tone of the game. So it's 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 you know new and it got really popular because they released it for free with the with the PS4. But I think it's it's doing really well on Steam, and I think it's coming mm-hmm. to all the other consoles this summer. Yeah, never yeah. played it before, but uh, intrigued by it, and I always see it uh, on Twitch being played by millions. Yes, yes. Nice, Fun nice way times. to wrap that up. Good job, Luke. Yeah. All right, Mark, the honor is on you. What is our oh, last man, no song pressure. we're going to listen to today? Yeah. <laughs> Golly, and my last selection's not like super great, but it was kind of like a cultural reset, I think, for everybody. I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody who doesn't hear the first like eight notes and they're like, oh, man, I know exactly what year I'm in. I know exactly what we're doing. So it's from Wii Sports. Oh, oh my God. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yes, indeed. It also created one of my favorite TikToks of the guy who, you know, does the guy, the guys who are playing this, playing this tune. Yes. And it's one guy playing all the different instruments. And when the, when the, when it drops, finally, the look on everyone, everyone else's faces in the band is just the best. Oh, I gotta see this. (laughs) And it's, it's, you know, it's really good music and it fits the vibe of being at like a sports club. Yeah. You're just there. I mean, you remember playing bowling with your Hell yeah, I do. Or everybody had a Wii mm-hmm. then, you know what I mean? And and what I love is, you know, we talked about the power of the motif earlier where you have that little bit of music that repeats and mm-hmm. tracks yep. later on, like the Ninja Turtles. We Sports did the same thing. You know, you're playing baseball and it would have that little... Yep. And it's like, oh man, it's so good. And then they did Wii Sports Resort, same thing, same good time. 
I don't know. It's very music feel. No, I agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. During a... and I go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, and I forgot to send you the my follow up to this, but there's a guy who's been writing unofficial Wii Sports tracks. His name is <laughs> Gabriel Gunda- Gundacker, uh-huh. and he did one called um, Wii Sports Snorkeling. Uh, Wii Sports oh curling. My God, that's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, if you're if you like Wii Sports and you just want to laugh, look up Gabriel Gundacker on YouTube. Oh, Wii, yeah. Unofficial Wii Sports soundtrack, and yeah. it, the the legacy continues. You know, I, I I think not doing a sports on the Switch was a huge mistake. They need to fix that. ASAP. Yeah, yeah it's shocking they didn't. Without, I mean, I guess it didn't sell because it was with the packed in with the Wii. It, but true. You like... know, actually though, it did sell. Um, in okay. over in in japan because it wasn't a pack-in in japan oh, okay. and it was still one of the highest selling games over there huh it's, yeah it is shocking they have not done that for switch mm-hmm. well i mean the wii was very much about that wii remote uh the switch has a different selling point you know it's kind of like you play it at home or take yeah. it on the go but the motion controls is is uh tangential to uh the yeah, actual right. gameplay but uh yeah man i would i would love to hear that theme come up in another uh another game from nintendo switch mm-hmm. sports yeah. i like that all right, well, that was our Video Game Music Volume 2 episode. Thank you very much, Mark and Luke, uh, for bringing your A-game here. A lot of good tracks here, man. Indeed. I, I Indeed. Thanks to you guys, I now have a playlist uh, to work to for uh, the rest of the week, nay, month. Uh, and the same <laughs> same thing to you, Jay, for uh, finding those remixes, man. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how you do it, but uh, you never cease to amaze. All right. Uh, well, listeners, if you've got some uh, video game music that we did not get to, another Halo-style snub, uh, you can post about it on Facebook. Again, uh, 16-Bit Gladiators there, uh, or you can tweet it at us, at 16-Bit Gladiators. Again, you need the links to that or to subscribe to this lovely here podcast. You can do all that on 16bitgladiators.com. Uh, all right. Next week, uh, Joe will finally be joining us again, and uh, we're going to talk <laughs> about – we're going to do the reverse – of an episode we did a few months ago. We did uh, initially a uh, movies based on video games episode. So we talked about, you know, what Tomb Raider, we talked about Mortal Kombat. Of course, we've got another one of those out now. Uh, all these all these video game movies, uh, most of them sucked, uh, but uh, there were a few gems in there. Mario Brothers was not one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. But this time we're going to do the opposite. We're going to talk about video games that were based on movies, uh, which there are many. Uh, so I, yes, you, you could, are. you know, we we could do one episode like that uh, a year, or, or I'm sorry, a week, and have uh, enough yeah. content for the year. But um, <laughs> I think there's enough notable ones out there, some stellar uh, adaptations, and also some stinkers too. So uh, join us next week when uh, Joe Cuginati triumphantly returns to talk about video games based on movies. All right, once again, Mark Zamora, thank you for uh, for joining us for this episode. Nicely done. Thanks for having me. And Luke Hawkins, once again, thanks for uh, bringing your A-game. Uh, sure, this was super fun. Loving some of these tracks. Either of you guys uh, have any plugs you want to do while we have you? Luke, I'll go to you first. Okay. Um, yeah, you can follow me on uh, Twitter at iShootW, which is I Shoot Wrestling. Um, I'm post about the shows I'm currently streaming. I stream a lot of stuff to Fight TV and uh, also the Title Match Wrestling Network lately. Nice. And that's a subscription service, actually. Fights, fights, internet pay-per-views, but uh, Title Match, you can watch all their content. They got, like, so much indie wrestling content. So, and a lot of that stuff lately around Texas, I've been streaming to them. So Nice. Excellent. Awesome. Mark, what about yourself? Nice. You can follow me on Twitter at SpiritTracksLover33. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, just at Mr. Mark Zamora, just on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and 
yeah, I'm on all those places. So all right, and uh, Jay, always, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for uh, for being on another episode here. I love it every time. I love it. All right, well, I'm gonna try to get that Wii Sports song out of my head. I'll probably wake <laughs> up singing it, but uh, there are worse things you could fall asleep to. Uh, indeed, indeed. All right, that was our video game music volume two, and as we teased. Uh, stick around, subscribe to this podcast because there is sure to be a volume three where we'll have uh, other guests on uh, and we'll be delving into the musical world of video games. Uh, But for now, uh, I am Joel, your host, saying thanks for joining us and we'll see you next week for another episode of the 16-Bit Gladiators. Bye, guys. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. What the fuck are we going to do now? You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.